Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, Walmart and Sainsbury's own brand they're charging networks. Polestar 4 starts deliveries and Tesla wage increases. Plus, stay tuned because later in the show, I'll tell you what Stellantis are saying about EV batteries and getting smaller and cheaper. I'm Martin Lee and I go through hundreds of articles, feeds and stories a day so you don't have to. I'm here to save you time. Uh, We go live at 8am UK, that's 5am Eastern to start a brand new day and start a brand new weekend, actually, this weekend with all you need to know. But Patreon support the heroes that put this show on the air get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. We'll kick off with that news about Walmart seeming to have quietly launched their own network of self-branded EV charging stations. The first one that I could find on PlugShare was located in Texas, at the Crossroads Texas Supercenter. And it follows Walmart's promise last year to install EV charging stations at numerous EV uh, US locations, which until now pretty much always electrify America. Say what you will about that network. But when Walmart say we're going to go big on EV charging, they're going to be self-branded chargers. We'll take control of them in-house. They're not going to do it half-heartedly. At least I don't think so anyway. I think they're going to go big, and I think you're going to find these everywhere very soon. The new charging stations are listed on PlugShare, uh, which says cannot be activated with the ChargePoint card or app. Download the Walmart app. So scan the QR code, get the Walmart app. At the minute, they're not really heavily promoting them yet. So like I say, perhaps a soft launch, but I think maybe I'm more excited than the average person about this. I think a massive name like Walmart self-branding their own network is actually a big deal if they really go all in with this. Now, having a look at PlugShare, there's a user called Shane who wrote four times 150 kilowatt stations that actually work. Don't let the text on screen confuse you. Scan the QR code. Use the Walmart app to charge for free. Uh, The ChargePoint Express Plus units, as far as I know, can do 200 kilowatts, not 150 uh, in that setup that they've got there. Uh, The ChargePoint power modules, you can stack them, and uh, there's probably five of those. A fair assumption that each power block, which is the business end of it, which will be behind a fence somewhere, probably has five power modules for 200 kilowatts, uh, 500 500 amps on the CCS side at least, obviously less for Chadamo. Each dispenser has one CCS1 and one Chadamo. So great for leaf drivers. Very interesting. Are these Nevi funded? Uh, I can't find mention of it, but the location seems to be right on the highway. A popular location by the look of it. Uh, Walmart's announcement in April indicated plans to equip thousands of its stores across the US with their own EV charging facilities. The strategic placement of Walmart stores makes it pretty significant in my view. Over 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart store or supercenter. And I'll pop a link to PlugShare on the show notes if you'd like to have a look for yourself. Uh, If you find any more, let me know. Uh, Sainsbury's, which is a chain of supermarkets over here, a famous one with plenty of supermarkets, have also launched their own proprietary EV charging brand which is news to me. I love learning about stuff like this. The initiative makes Sainsbury's the first UK supermarket to own and operate their own charging network, their own branded charging network. Plans include to install 750 rapids at 100 stores by the end of this year uh, to be among the top five ultra-rapid providers in the UK. The press release that landed in my inbox today says 200 chargers are now active at 20 locations, including supermarkets in Harrogate and Richmond in London, featuring convenient contactless payment options, but I counted more. Uh, I used to work in Richmond, by the way, when I was back at uh, Autosport making the, the Formula One stuff. Their head office was in Richmond. So I'd often drive up there. And the Sainsbury's in Richmond is a two-minute walk from the offices that I used to work in. And they always had a bunch of maybe six or eight 
I want to say 11 kilowatt posts. Uh, they might be in 22 kilowatt posts. That they were always really handy. Uh, that if I had to just dash in, maybe for an hour or something, I'd put it in the Sainsbury's, go and get my sandwich, pop into the office, come back, and got some slow charging done on the car. They were pod points, if I remember. And a little while ago, they got ripped out, and I was gutted because you don't often see charging being removed. And so, well, that obviously explains why, because they were going to put in their own charging network. Now, I've not been back there for a while because, you know, I finished up my my Formula One stuff at the end of last year to go all in on EV News Daily. And um, I'm sure I'll go see my, 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 my buddies up there at my old place of work and um, I'll pop in and have a look at Sainsbury's Richmond. If you see one of these uh, Sainsbury's charges, let me know because I'd, I'd love to know what the experience is like. I think it's going to be really good because they're using what I think is some of the best out there. They're using ChemPower hardware, and that is just tasty delicious. Most chargers will be 150 kilowatts, they say, which is, I think, a sweet spot for now. It's not massively future-proofed, but the ChemPower stuff is anyway. They say some locations will have 300 kilowatt chargers catering to high-performance EVs like the Tycons and the EGMP cars. Uh, The charging partner is ChemPower. They've also bought the domain smartcharge.co.uk, and that website is live. And whoever owned smartcharge.co.uk before them I imagine got a decent buyout by Sainsbury's. Good URL to buy, by the way. And a great name for your charging network. On the FAQs section, it says, and I quote, CCS2 connections can be found at all of our charging hubs and most offer Chatamo connectors. Uh, There's also a map that I counted now 23 live locations, not 20. And clicking on each site pops up a bunch of information. They've done this really well. Whoever Sainsbury's had in as a, I don't know, consultant or advising them on EV stuff has done a great job because... It's exactly what you need and nothing more. The the smartcharge.co.uk website is literally just the map of Sainsbury's that have gotten active now. You roll over, you click on each site, it brings you up all the details that you would normally get. Say if you're in a Tesla and you click on a location, it just gives you all of that information. How many stalls there are, how many are in use, how many are free, how many are CCS, how many are Chatamo, live data, what the maximum power is for each one, what the price per kilowatt hour is, presented in, in a very good way, and then beneath it, how to charge at our stations. So making it uh, sort of beginner-proof. I love it. Well done, Sainsbury's. This is really, really good. I'm going to try out those charges just because I have a fetish for chem power as well. Now, Polestar are next in the news, the premium EV brand backed by Geely and Volvo. And this week started delivering their SUV, the Polestar 4, at least in China. The launch experienced a slight delay because they're meant to be out in December. The official delivery ceremonies kicked off in Chinese cities from today, Saturday, January 13th, although I gather... Some vehicles already with customers before the official handover sort of parties. The Polestar 4 is available at 43 Polestar spaces in 21 cities in China and test vehicles already in store. Uh, The model was first introduced at the Shanghai Auto Show back in April last year with prices ranging from about $48,000 equivalent. uh, That's about 350,000 RMB up to 533,000 RMB. Notably, Tesla have been reducing prices uh, in China and once again today reduced the price of the Model 3 and the Model Y in China. Back in November, Polestar adjusted their price Pricing of the Polestar 4, uh, they took out some of the included bundled specs and benefits uh, to get the base price lower. Now, yesterday, Polestar also reported its global delivery data for 
2023 and the fourth quarter, Polestar achieved 12,800 deliveries. And like I say, 800 or 900 or so of those first Polestar force total deliveries for the year was 54,600 Polestars. That's pretty good, actually. Over 50,000 Polestars delivered globally last year. It's going to be a very different year this year, isn't it, for Polestar? Because they've got the three and the four to launch in one year. They go from, apart from the Polestar 1, which sort of doesn't count because it's such a special vehicle uh, that was almost a one-off, but it was a one-off, that uh, that they've gone from being a one-vehicle company in the Polestar 2 by the end of this year, uh, to having three vehicles in retail. That's a, that's a big deal. And they say that they are now, in terms of gross profit, at break-even as a, as a business, selling EVs, which I think is brilliant. Well done to Polestar. Now, Tesla, as I mentioned, cut prices on their Model 3 and their Model Y in China by up to 6%. For the Shanghai-made vehicles, that is to sustain their dominance in the Chinese competitive EV market. The entry-level Model 3 now costs 6% less. It's a decent price cut, by the way, 6% off. While the Model 3 in long range got a 4% cut, starting price of the Model Y, China's most popular electric vehicle, is down 3%. The price cuts follow Tesla's sales increase of 16% in December last year in mainland China. The refreshed so-called Highland edition of the Model 3 hasn't significantly boosted sales since the October 19th launch in the Chinese EV market. It was a decent refresh, a bit of exterior styling, some stuff under the skin, interior refresh, which was a welcome bonus, but it really is the car that's been on sale for the last six years. I wouldn't say no to one, obviously, uh, but it hasn't really set the Chinese market alight yet. We'll wait and see. Tesla informing their factory workers of upcoming pay rises as the United Auto Workers Union seeks to organise the United States plants. The UAW reports Tesla employees uh, have been briefing on the raises. The exact increase amounts, I can't find out, but the strategy by Tesla to bump wages at the US plants follows the UAW's success in securing, frankly, robust contracts at the Detroit automakers and their initiative to unionize non-union auto facilities increases. The raise announcement aligns with increases at non-union plants, uh, specific roles at Tesla from production, materials, Quality inspectors have had a market adjustment in their pay packets this month, they say. According to Bloomberg News, over 30% of workers at Mercedes-Benz in Alabama signed cards for a union representation vote, echoing a similar move at Volkswagen's Tennessee factory. And why wouldn't you, when you look across at your uh, brothers and sisters who unionised at uh, Ford and GM and Stellantis getting significant raises, why wouldn't you give it a go? Now, let's talk, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk spicy Nissan Ari and Nismo and BMW i5 M-badged touring wagon. is coming. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, stick around back in a sec. I hope your weekend's going all right, if indeed you are listening to this on the weekend that it's out, or maybe playing catch-up next week. Uh, thank you very much to all of our Patreon supporters and producers, executive producers who are $10 a month or more. Uh, I don't underestimate in the current financial climate what it takes for the individuals to support this show. Uh, the organisations and companies that put this show on the air as well, I couldn't do it without you. Uh, this is my only source of income these days, and this is how I pay the bills, and I hope you enjoy the work that we do here. And if you'd like to support the show and my work, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash EV News Daily. It strips out the ads and you get the podcasts early. But if you are happy with the free version, then fill your boots. Now, let's talk a little bit about the BMW i5 M60 Touring. 
slash wagon, whatever you want to call it, the estate version. The electric performance wagon is coming soon. February, we think, next month it's going to be uh, finally with customers. Tech specs are probably going to mirror the i5 M60 sedan, all-wheel drive, dual motor, and 600 horsepower, about uh, 820 newton metres of torque when you use the M Sport Boost, the launch control mode. Performance-wise... You'd think it'd be the same as the sedan, perhaps just a smidge off the 0-60, possibly, uh, which is 3.8 seconds to 100 k's in the sedan version. The i5 M60 has an 81.2 kilowatt-hour usable pack in the um, uh, underneath uh, battery. Uh, expectations that the wagon version would have the same battery, by the way, and uh, it's a possibly, again, a slight range decrease based on the shape of the vehicle, but it'd be marginal. The The sedan's range is officially up to 321 miles WLTP. Now, spicy Nissan Aria Nismo is confirmed. We knew it was coming, didn't we? Uh, but now we know Nissan have unveiled the Aria Nismo. Their first venture into EVs influenced by Nismo, the vehicle on the... Uh, base version, not the base version, but the top version of the Aria, which is the E-Force platform, dual motors, all-wheel drive, two versions available, little battery, big battery. Uh, the big one is 91 kilowatt hours, 429 horsepower, uh, a boost in power compared to the standard Aria, uh, new driving modes and new uh, performance tuning, new sports 20-inch wheels for better traction and handling, uh, more sound engineering as well, so a bit more of a soundtrack, fake soundtrack, um, to give it uh, a, a racier sound. Uh, I'm not convinced about all of those fake sounds in EVs, turn them on, turn them off, you know, you choose your poison, but uh, for me, I'd rather just hear the, the natural sound of the car, the motors, the tyres on the road, that all... I prefer that, but anyway. Uh, Stellantis are next in the news, and Stellantis Ventures, specifically. That's an investment part of Stellantis, and they have announced a big investment into a French firm that is building sodium-ion battery technology. Sodium-ion batteries are more cost-efficient and devoid of lithium and cobalt, providing, obviously, more sustainability and material independence, but they're a lot cheaper. And they, this company called uh, Tiamat are the first to commercialise their, com- their sodium-ion technology in an EV product. Uh, There's also the same developments happening in China as well. Stellantis aims to secure EV material supplies until 2027. And uh, partnerships include uh, solid-state battery technology, factorial energy, uh, also lithium sulfur technology. There's a company called Litton, I think they are. Uh, They've got these various investments happening around, but now this sodium iron investment uh, originating from the French National Centre for Research. Uh, That has been, I think, either spun out or whatever, but uh, this investment should unlock cheaper batteries, which will enable the kind of small city cars that uh, in some ways are the bread and butter of very of, of big European cities and um, many people just want a, a sort of a two plus two really they are sort of four or five seaters but really small city cars for rental cars as well but uh, those cars don't particularly do well at the minute in EV world because they're a little bit more um, expensive. And although you can get, you know, there's the obviously the, the, the small cars like the E-Up and then you get things like the Fiat 500e. They are small cars, 42 kilowatt hour battery in the Fiat 500e, which is, which is very good and decent range on that. But again, very premium, very pricey. And that's what these cheaper batteries should unlock. Fingers crossed that's, that's what's going to happen. Now, the European Commission, uh, the European Commission, 
sending officials to inspect Chinese automakers. Uh, the European Commission officials will turn up at BYD, Geely and SAIC. As part of the European Commission's investigation into EV tariffs, the probe aims to assess if Chinese-made EVs are unfairly benefiting from state subsidies impacting European EV manufacturers. I think there's no doubt about that, that China in many ways actually unfairly helps the Chinese EV makers, whether that is the subsidies they're given, whether that is the R&D investment, whether that's the Chinese state buying a ton of EVs, they all tilt the market in favour of those companies. But hey, China's going to China at the end of the day, isn't it? The investigation was launched in October and it will last 13 months. Uh, Notably, non-Chinese brands produced in China like Tesla, Renault and BMW are not included in the inspections. China's labelled the investigations as protectionist, heightening tensions with the EU. Uh, Responses from the European Commission... Uh, China's Commerce Ministry, BYD and SAIC are all still pending, while Geely refrained from commenting but emphasised its adherence to legal and fair market practices. Inspectors have reportedly arrived there now, and these inspections take place this month and next month. Uh, The visits aim to verify the responses from the automakers to the questionnaires that were sent out. The Chinese EVs have gained significant market share in the EU, currently at 8% and rising to 15% by 2025 when these tariffs could come in. The Chinese EVs are generally priced around 25% lower than their EU counterparts. Well, that's your podcast for today. Hopefully you're having a good weekend if you are listening to this as it comes out. Thank you for your support as always. And thank you to the premium partners of this show, the likes of Porsche of the Village and Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East and Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. National car charging on the US mainland and Aloha charging away. Derek Riley from Nevo.ie holding Ireland's first ever EV show in partnership with the Bank of Ireland. Feb 17th in Dublin. Get your free tickets and more info at Nevo.ie. Octopus Electroverse global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric. Trick moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one, see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.